0: I the I the From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
1: You heard it, I'm RJ, live on a big Monday. I will say this objectively, this is the, it's a a one-of-a-kind show every year. You know why? Because there's no day of the entire calendar year in which the opinion of the NFL teams objectively changes more when you go from having zero games to one game. That is the game that means the most when it comes to readjustments. And I know there's all this talk of overreactions, and oftentimes people do overreact. It doesn't change. The reactions being the biggest today is justified. Joined by A.J. Hoffman. You know, Jonas in L.A., he's... Yeah, not the pro, he's a Joe, but he's the Joe, <laughs> Jonah Stocks. Let you you won't believe this. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> AJ the Rattler, he had he had AJ Hoffman, he had the Buffalo Bills as one of his best bets. Now, I came in today saying, listen, I got something wrong. He got some wrong. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. The first thing he says, he goes, man, those Bills, they got rooked tonight. They should have won that game. Pittsburgh looked horrible. <laughs> a seven-point favorite loses the game outright, and he's saying that game was a bad beat. True, all I'm going to say is true or false.
0: I'm not saying it was a bad beat. Well, I said it? the Steelers got outplayed and won the game. They, you said they looked horrible. They did look horrible.
1: I mean, if you ever want an example, Jonas, (laughs) of pure bias, you've got it right there.
2: That's uh, the Steve Fezzik uh, coming out in that chair. There's something about that seat where Steve Fezzik has just uh, let it bleed over to everybody else.
1: I got to give Fezz credit. I don't (laughs) think he would have been that bad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, RJ, always good to be here. And on a day in which we've got a ton to look back on in the world of the NFL, and we've also got a firing of a head coach in college football, what is the Vegas lead here on this Monday?
1: Talk about one game mattering, right? <laughs> Is I see two major trends over the NFL in a big picture sense. One of them, the new quarterbacks. Now that's going to be Stafford and the rookies. You know, in the in the situations that matter, I right? golf or whatever. Let's just not even let's ignore that he's even new. You know, though he played pretty well, I'd say. And then what we'll go to after that is tomlin Carroll, payton and the older coaches that are not analytics darlings having great performances or at least some people thought pittsburgh winning as a seven point dog was good but let's start though with stafford and sunday night football
2: yeah it was sunday night football the debut of matt stafford as a rams quarterback and he did not disappoint 20 of 26 321 in the air three touchdowns all rams as they get a
1: 34 14 win at home There has been debate about Stafford, and what I want to do is frame the debate as in, where was the dispute? By definition, if there's a debate, it means there is a disagreement. There's a dispute. So where was the dispute? I would say the following, and AJ, you can tell me if you agree, that the thought was Stafford has all the physical skills, number one pick. And in most situations, he's going to play well. He's going to play tough. He plays hurt. But there's something about him that he won't, get, he won't take that lock or he's unable to muster the, a winning perspective, a, a, a winning mentality, a culture of winning. And they, yeah, Detroit made a lot of mistakes. But over all those years, especially when you have one of the greatest receivers, Megatron of all time playing with you, it's hard to say you didn't have any playmakers. So now it's like, why didn't Detroit do better? That seems to be the debate. The detractors all acknowledge his talent, Stafford, but he's not a winner, it seems like. And on the other side, they say, oh, no, he's a winner. Just give him a chance. Would you say that's the recap? And where do you come down on it? I come down
0: on, it's hard to say that he never had help because he did have a great wide receiver, an all-time great. But the, the teams that were built around him, the coaches that were put around him, were less than desirable. And that's a poorly run organization. And I think that there's, we're looking at now a chance for Matt Stafford to be a player in a well-run organization. Okay, so, I think that can help a guy.
1: So here's the question, though. Should you, if Tom Brady was in Detroit, would he have overcome that? If Tom Brady were in Detroit, he wouldn't be Tom Brady right now. Uh, But that's not the question. The question is, would he have one Super Bowl appearance? No. No. So, the, the dysfunction in Detroit is so significant that the greatest football player of all time couldn't have even made a Super Bowl there. I believe so. Jonas, your thoughts on that?
2: I agree that he's also got a dysfunctional organization around him in Detroit. I don't think Tom Brady, to AJ's point, is Tom Brady. I do think there's real dysfunction there. I also agree that it's a little bit overstated that he had nothing to work with. With Calvin Johnson, you look at the wide receiver core he had a couple of years ago, whether it was Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones. Yep, Golden yep. Tate had really good years there. Like, there's been talent there, but there, there just seems to be this revolving door of coaches Jim Caldwell, I thought, did a really good job. And Stafford got them to the playoffs, I think, three times during his time there. They just never were able to advance past that point. And having Aaron Rodgers in the same division as you, um, I, I don't think helps matters much as well.
0: You could also say, no one's ever looked at the Lions when Stafford was there and said, boy, Matt Stafford's the reason the Lions are no good. Like Matt Stafford well, but, always but, put up numbers.
1: But that's the thing. is if the, the, That's why I was very careful to frame the debate. I'm not saying anyone thought he was bad. It was either a ton of talent, but something in the intangibles missing, or ton of talent has the intangibles, but the team kept him down. That's the only reasonable debate. No one's saying he's not any good. How did Tom Brady change the Tampa Bay culture? Because I would make the case that the, the hour before Tampa Bay was Tom Brady's destination, if we were to rank the worst franchises in the NFL, Tampa Bay would have been on the list of three or four. Ooh, right? right um I mean they uh, jonas where i mean where uh, would you put Tampa Bay right before that
2: roster wise I think they were a top half oh, of the league team, but as well, far as dysfunction like with yes. the organization yeah, 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 because they i mean i don't think that they'd I think they had been to the playoffs one time since that Super Bowl, and I think that was the game that Chris Sims suffered the punctured lung or okay. whatever the, the injury was. But yeah, they had not they had not been able to figure it out. And Dr- Jameis Winston was a number one pick that never panned out the way they wanted it to.
1: And, and I would make the point because if you get a Super Bowl, that's you know that's good, obviously. Yeah. But if you look at them from '76 on, when they went 0 and 14, which I tend <laughs> to remember, I mean uh, John McKay was the coach, former USC coach, if I recall, and the reality is they had what the Super Bowl and did they even make a conference? Or I guess they did make a conference final like in 79 against the Rams, which is amazing. It was 76. They came in. Vince Ferragamo. See, anything around the great Steeler teams, I remember all the details. <laughs> but the fact is, there weren't many good years out of 40 years.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the Lions, the Browns, and they, they were...
1: Tampa's in the mix. In that discussion. Yeah. And what I would say to Jonas's point of saying, well, the roster was great, but isn't the premise here is dysfunction Trump's talent. Right. So and the fact that that roster went seven and nine kind of speaks to that. Right.
2: Yeah. And, and I think I think the thought there was when you fired Lovey Smith, they brought in Dirt Cutter. They thought, OK, well, we want to continue the continuity with Jameis Winston. And he just never progressed. And if, and him throwing that many interceptions. I wonder what that team would have been like had he thrown half the amount of interceptions that he did. Like, I wonder what they where they would have stacked up. But Tom Brady going there, you, you can't argue with the fact that he changed a culture.
1: There's something new different about that team now as opposed to when Jameis Winston was there. We are straight out of Vegas. That's Jonas Knox. In research, pregame.com, Mackenzie Rivers <coughs> flashed an intro. <laughs> are you clearing your throat? with the- <laughs> He turns the mic on to clear his throat to get the attention. If you have to cough, make sure you turn it on. Tis eye, so- Mackenzie Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, anytime I think to give him extra mic time, I regret it almost <laughs> instantly. <laughs> Immediately. Go ahead, Mackenzie. Matthew Stafford has had a 60 or greater QBR, 65 on average, the last two
0: years with Detroit. He only did that two out of his first 10 years. So, my theory is,
1: everybody's talking about his career. Have we considered that he's gotten a lot better, and his career as a whole isn't representative of what he is right now? right, so... The one of those two years was an eight-game season, right, for him? Yes, and his best QBR ever, that eight-game season, 71. Yeah, because when you have a handful of games, it's easier to have an extreme result. Was, were you going to mention that? Or it didn't fit your point? It wasn't to my point, so I wasn't going to mention it. All right, that was Mackenzie Rivers. I don't know what website he works for, but <laughs> we are straight out of Vegas. All right. Here's what I'm going to say to wrap up Stafford. Stafford. Stat-Packford. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Statford. Yes, yes. If you think about the Rams in general, and then you thought about different decision-making mm, cliches, or uh, let's say prototypes. Ah, that's not the right word. Mm, let's say types. I'm just going to say types. That's the better word. It's simple. Imagine you got the old guy that went through the Depression, Right, the risk-adverse one. Then you've got the young 20-something that is brash, but he's smart and educated, but he, he doesn't care about risk. You've got, you got the kids who are, you know want ice cream every meal. Imagine just a spectrum of decision-makers. Who would agree with the Rams' actions in the last five years? Meaning, they signed Goff to an extension as quickly as they could. That mistake was major. They signed Gurley to an extension as quickly as they could. That was a major negative. They traded multiple first-round picks for Ramsey and multiple first-round picks for Stafford. With a golf already there that looked pretty good yesterday and brought them to a Super Bowl. Those last decisions, in fact, all of those decisions, five I just ticked off. Wouldn't you make the case, A.J. Hoffman, that a... 17-year-old boy with testosterone and Mountain Dew coursing through his veins. No sponsorship, but that's the decision that kid would make. Some of those, you yeah. Know, what decision wouldn't the kid? Hey, golf is great, man.
0: Sign him. We I don't th- got time to wait. I think that all of the ones that you said, the, the one that is different to me than the others, is trading multiple firsts for Matt Stafford. But, because they'd gotten to a point where they were as close as they could get with Matt Stafford, and they said, you know with what? With Or with Goff. And they said, if we're going to become champions, we don't well, want to but, be runners-up.
1: But up. you're assuming, because that's the narrative, that's correct. Right? Meaning that they couldn't have won it with golf. How do we know that? right? I, I, and wouldn't the kids say, damn the torpedoes anyway? And, and, and maybe you're right. It's a thoughtful reason that McVeigh did it. But wouldn't you make the case a kid would have done it, but for different reasons? Maybe so. You But you do say all the time,
0: Unless you've got a QB, you need to be looking for a QB. I agree. And I think they decided that golf wasn't
1: the QB. And, And maybe Stafford was the one decision of all those that I can agree with. And I'm not even sure about that. But the fact is that if every one of those decisions would have been made by a teenage kid drinking a lot of Mountain Dew, how can that be the right decision?
0: Well, I think you, most of them have proven to not be the right decision.
1: But they're supposedly on the brink of a top five. They're one of the top five teams to win the Super Bowl. So either we're wrong about what smart decisions are, or they're going to crash and burn. Last word, Jonas.
2: They just keep maxing out their credit cards. It's like they keep kicking the can down the road. Yeah, they just keep kicking the can down the road and keep having to try and you know cover up or, or give us more time so we can make this right. I, I've always thought that Jared Goff never got the respect that I think he deserved. Uh, He... They were in the playoffs a lot. He was a quarterback on that team. And I'm not saying he was the greatest quarterback in the world, but you can do a lot worse than him. And if the expectation is he that Matt Stafford's an upgrade over Jared Goff, then I hope that means a Super Bowl win because, you know, had had the Rams defense or had the, the Patriots defense not done as good of a job as they did against Sean McVay and completely exposed him in that Super Bowl, who knows? Maybe
1: we're talking about a different, a different narrative when it comes to Goff. I think Jonas is making a great point is, it- in a way this is a way for uh mcveigh to get a reset in a way he's able to wipe away the last couple years because you know what i didn't want to say it at the time but i was held back and all the talk about he's not limited in any way you heard it after the game yesterday what is the point of this all you're doing is a guy that's never taken pressure too well Stafford, you're putting more pressure on him I don't know. I got a feeling we're going to be thinking about this differently than we are in the moment, and it's not going to be positive. When we come back, speaking not positive, and McKenzie's going to have to be talking again, the San Francisco 49ers, they got a quarterback that took them to the Super Bowl that looks great, and they got another one that looks like he shouldn't be in the NFL. From my perspective, we'll get to it. That's
2: coming up next, but first, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one. One battery destination they offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging so next time you're having battery trouble head to AutoZone, your battery solution at america's number one battery destination he's rj bell i'm jonas knox this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on fox sports radio
1: straight out of vegas!
0: be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app
1: I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words the hammer is fall, the government the business. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look back on a busy week one in the NFL.
1: What do you have the line, UFC or street brawl AJ and RJ? Jonas. I mean, I would say. Uh, well, what are the rules? You, you're like, uh, who's going to take over straight out of Vegas? Is yeah, this? They... Because he's going to jail. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, during the break, he's. I I mentioned. The Houston looked mighty good, like very gingerly, almost like a dog, you know, hasn't eaten. You don't want to like make a sudden move or something if it has sharp teeth. <laughs> and he starts going, "Well, what does that mean? What does that mean?" He starts screaming. <laughs> you you want to make the case real quick that the Houston dominating another NFL team maybe leads them to be a little better than you thought.
0: Maybe, maybe. I, I think I mean we saw Jacksonville come out and, and upset. The Colts last year, Week One, and not win another game. You're right.
1: That out of every twenty or thirty games that seem to be definitive in hindsight, they they make no sense. You're right. There's certain games that are like that, but the odds are again usually in. Ge- like, do you think? Uh, let's think about this. Who played really okay? Do you think the Eagles are any better than we thought? Not sure. Uh, They're a little better, but they played the Falcons, who we already uh, thought were bad. Well, well, no. We thought the Falcons were significantly better than Philly, or at least better than Philly, because that's why the line was three and a half uh, pretty much the whole summer, with home field being two and a half. So. Was there any? This is interesting. What did you learn yesterday? Because to me, as you know, a pretty decent NFL handicapper, is the idea that yesterday was the day we learned the most. That on most day, week twelve, we usually don't learn anything because we know enough that nothing's going to teach us all that much. Week one, it goes from zero to one. Were there any teams you, you thought, oh my gosh, we learned a lot there? Well, you want me? Let's do this. I'll let you ponder that. We'll come into that. And let me say this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of your support. And we're going to keep working extra. If I got to fight AJ, well, forget about that. But if I got to fight him verbally, I will to help you get winners (laughs) and enjoy the show. We can you can be heard straight out of Vegas, on 225 stations coast to coast. Just go to foxsportsradio.com. You can find out where your station is if you don't know. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 104 degrees. The neon is. Mm, boiling over.
2: (laughs) So, RJ, we will get that answer from AJ here coming up in just a moment. Want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. The first Sunday of the NFL season is in the books, and now we ask the question, who's legit, what did we learn,
1: and whose season is already Wrap. Great way to segue into the next part of the show. What did we learn on Sunday, A.J. Hoffman? I think some of the teams that I learned, I think the Rams are legit based on... So the Rams on that. laying seven and a half, one by what? 20. 20. That taught you something. That taught me something. What did you, that the Rams
0: were good. It taught me that the Rams were... that, that Because the Bears are a respectable team, and they, they
1: made them look bad. Well, but the, remember, the Bears over under season wins was seven and a half McKenzie that's right so I mean they're they're supposed to be seven and ten or eight and nine so I get it last year Super Bowl or playoff team uh, that defense I mean if the Bears don't have a D anymore and those D backs are bad I'm not sure how many games they're going to win.
0: I think the Cardinals were a team that jumped off as
1: a team that impressed uh, me Uh-huh, because uh-huh.
0: Uh, that's a, a the Tennessee's a, <laughs> year after year they've been almost a, an AFC title team. I mean they they've been there.
1: Jonas' laugh is saying that was RJ's best bet, wasn't it? Was. You know. But 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 <laughs> what I will say is this, and uh, it was we were talking to a friend of yours from Houston, Lance Zerline, and he uh, you know at the station you used to be at in Houston, the ESPN station is he made a point to us. He said, the matchup so favored, and one of the drivers of my pick, Arizona, because the, big, the bigness of their defense, the size, and not the speed, really was going to work against Tennessee. Yep. So, I think Arizona might be fool's gold. The matchup had him look good, but maybe we didn't learn a ton about Arizona.
0: Let me throw another one at you. Seattle. Uh, do you agree with that? I no? do agree with that. Okay. I think that's possible.
1: What about Seattle? I think we learned a lot about Seattle. A lot, and here's why. Is new offensive coordinator. And they did a lot of things they haven't been doing. Russell Wilson under center. He wants to be out of that shotgun, but you can't play action out of the shotgun. And play action, as others have said, is like a cheat code now. It just is so effective. So I think that Wilson's willingness to go under center and the new O.C.'s inclination is a good sign for Seattle.
0: And it, it, there's a couple teams I think we learned a lot about on the negative side. You I, agree with that, Seattle? Absolutely. I, I think the Packers, the offseason turmoil... Mm-hmm. Was, was worse than we thought it but
1: was. Isn't, but isn't that exactly one data point? It is. So, But that one, and here's the thing, the guys from PFF were talking about this. When a data point is single, one data point, and it affirms your prior assumptions, we say, yep, yep, the truth there, baby, in black and white. If it goes against our prior assumptions, we say, "Hmm, sample size is a concern."
0: Well, I guess maybe because I was negative on both those teams, Jacksonville and Houston, going into the season, that I—I I mean, whoever won, I wasn't going to suddenly be like, "Oh, they're great because they're they're yeah, too awful." When you have teams. a three and a
1: half point dog that dominates the game. I mean, maybe Jacksonville was just worse than we imagined. I mean. Let's be honest, I am at the head of the Trevor Lawrence is not going to be a great quarterback brigade Uh, three interceptions. At what point is he going to be held accountable for his play? Because I hear this. Yeah, he had three interceptions, but boy, the future's bright.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he did put up three hundred thirty two yards, three touchdowns. So there people are seeing both sides of it. I've got concerns about it, too. I mean, if you're throwing three interceptions to that team that that had, like, seven takeaways all last season, that's not a good sign for when you start to see good teams on your schedule.
1: That's A.J. Hoffman. The wickedest man in the world. (laughs) I'm R.J. Bell. Jonas, we're straight out of Vegas. Of all the teams we talked about, or any team, really, what was a major takeaway you had that we haven't touched on?
2: Uh, The NFC West is really good. Mm. And, and Mm -hmm. in fact, I wonder... And I think they're definitely top half. I think every team in the NFC West is in the top half of the NFL. I wonder how far down you go from, from top all the way to bottom before you get to, I guess, are they top 12? Are all four teams in the top 12 mm. of the NFL? I just wonder, and, and I don't even know if this is mathematically or, or if this is even possible at all, but I wonder, you know, what are the chances all four go to the playoffs? My like, understanding is it's possible. Because, okay. I mean, I think easily four of the seven best teams in the NFC. And the way Arizona looked, that was the one team I was curious about. The way Arizona looked yesterday, if you get that production from Chandler Jones, mm. um, who's already over 100 career sacks and he's in a contract year, I, I think they could be a problem. Five sacks.
1: Now, I'm not mistaken, right? Chandler Jones was with the Patriots. Yes. yes. Yep. So, Belichick, uh, and I love Belichick, like, I mean, it's almost too much, but... Let's be honest now. He gets a lot of credit for cut, Jettison guys, and it's a year early, but he gets two first-rounders, la, la, la. Well, boy, this has been how many years since they traded Chandler Jones? And this is the sixth year. Yeah, and he, and he still, do, you know, obviously was hurt last year, if I recall. Yeah. But still, you know, no one's perfect. No, even AJ. No <laughs> one is perfect. We're straight out of Vegas. Now, let me ask you something. Then we'll transition to San Francisco and that quarterback debacle, in my opinion, it's not even a debacle. The pick was a debacle. Adam Schefter had a report on it first. though, AJ, I'm going to give you one more chance. I okay. like you. I mean, we were telling. Did you hear we were talking about you and the uh, and-, and the Poppy Van Winkle?
0: No, it? I did not hear. I didn't. I got kicked off the. Uh, yeah, the line. yeah.
1: No, no, no. We just had a technical issue yeah. uh, last week. But um, I said you came in and gave us fifty-dollar shots. <laughs> On the because I did the math, you know, and that was nice. See, so you give okay. me fifty dollars either food. I don't like shots really that much, but I like that. But give me fifty dollars worth of food, I'm always going to give you the benefit of okay. the doubt for about three days. Okay, just a little effort. Are we out of? T- God, I should have well, done I'm it, on, it. I'm extending it. I messed extending. it up.
0: I should have hit that on Monday. <laughs> How much do you upgrade, Houston? I upgrade them some, but not... So, not it's I, I got to be some. Or, or do you think so they're you not... they were the worst team in the league. They're I not. Still, I still think they're the worst team in the league.
1: They just don't... What, then how did that game play that way? Because it wasn't a bunch of fluky plays, was no. it? It was just Houston was better. So how aren't they better? Do you think they're better than Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think I think I think Urban Myers in trouble. Okay. I, I don't think he understands the NFL game. I mean Mike Lombardi was talking about this and he's not he's playing against Belichick. He's play, I mean, he's not playing against, you know, as Lombardi was saying, Indiana's not up next week.
0: Here's what I think. By the time the season's over, Trevor Lawrence continues to improve. Well, when, I, well, I don't well, think Tyrod continue, Taylor <laughs>
1: Continued to improve implies he's improved at any point in the recent okay, past.
0: I think he improves. he will start, improve. start to improve. I don't see Tyrod Taylor starting to improve as the season goes on. Uh, and
1: I, I, would Trevor Lawrence be better than Tyrod Taylor at what point of this season?
0: Cause it's, it's I think the season? Because it's not the case now. It's not the case now, but I think at some point. So yes. think about
1: this: the, the the savior, the savior, and I'm saying that sarcastically. Trevor Lawrence isn't as good as a guy that very likely could have never started another game. If it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for this Deshaun Watson situation, what's the scenario that Tyrod Taylor was going to be the plan starter for any team? Meaning he might have It been, wouldn't have been. Never again. Never. But the, the savior isn't as good as him.
0: You could argue that Sam Darnold was better than
1: Trevor Lawrence yesterday. Do you think that's going to continue to be the case? <sighs> Maybe. But I'll tell you this. I got to take a little bit of... He, uh, listen, I got to push on that in the Super Contest. We had five. But I was wrong. He played better than I thought. The Jets, oh, they're bad. And, and by the way, they got hurt. What was that? Beckham Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, the left half? Yeah, That's a big loss. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, Wilson, I've heard different thoughts on him. I've heard some people say he looked really bad. Other people said no, considering the the blocking or lack thereof. He played really well. Let's get a quick thought on that. Uh, Jonas first. What was your thought on Wilson specifically in that game?
2: I mean, he took a beating. And he said afterwards, you know, his neck's a little sore. He got some whiplash. He's he's really exciting to watch. He's really flashy. The arm talent is there. But I just don't know if he's going to survive the year. He took a beating yesterday. That was
1: bad. He was tough. I yeah. think, but he's 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 got a slight frame for an NFL quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to take hits when you have a slight frame. AJ, same
0: question. I think he's about two more games like that away from seeing the same ghost that Sam Darnold saw. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So <laughs> here's what I'll say: if you actually look, and again, we're just going to give credit where credit's due, but I don't think it's really due to be honest with you. Is but I'm going to accept. I was the, on the surface, I see him that Sam Darnold. You know, is so bad he couldn't even have a game like that. I had a major bet on under his yards, which I'm paying for. So I, I'm paying for my wrong opinion, cold cash over hot takes. But I will say this. If you look at the yardage, there was a lot of yards with McCaffrey behind the line of scrimmage. And the number of passes downfield, there weren't many. And I'm not saying it doesn't take some skill, but McKenzie, can you pull up uh, the average depth of target? Yeah, Sam Darnold was 8.1, which was 18th out of the 29 quarterbacks. Okay, that's not horrible. That's not horrible. But you know what's interesting is, is that on completions or is that on attempts, uh, average air yards per attempt? I like to, you know, we'll do when we let's do this. <laughs> we're going to dig in and see if we look at just the completions. <laughs> what his average was? Because I tell you this, AJ, you could throw the ball forty yards out of bounds, right? Yes. Okay. Straight
2: out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ
1: Bell. Okay, so we're going to touch upon the 49ers and what I think is a major problem with Shafter's report not a problem with the report but if the report is true first so Sam Darnold yards per completion all right so this is yards per completion air yards yes okay air yards per completion 4.8 is that, a shuffle? Is that his shuffle passes? <laughs> Including all passes. 25th amongst QBs. Okay, so we're starting to get about right here. At the very bottom, he dumps off to McCaffrey. McCaffrey did pretty well. And you know what? I think McCaffrey's pretty good. Sam Darnold isn't. Let's look at the 49ers, though, in, that, in Jimmy G's situation and yeah. Shutter's reporting.
2: Yeah, and it was Adam Schefter who reported over the weekend that the 49ers wanted to position itself to select a quarterback for the future. They believed that there were multiple candidates worth that happening, but they were also concerned the Patriots were going to leapfrog them in the draft to take Mac Jones. So the 49ers, with that in the backdrop, open up the season at the Lions. They jumped out to an early lead. Jimmy Garoppolo played well early on, uh, but they almost blew that lead, giving up 16 points in the fourth quarter. But they come away with a
1: 41-33 win over the Lions in Detroit. Now Jonas, you love underdogs. I like favorites. I like dominance. You like underdogs. Mackenzie's an underdog against me, <laughs> yell yeah or not. Jeez, I could I could not sleep for three days. <laughs> Though McKenzie's gonna be a favorite against most people in the world. So you know congratulations. You undersold what Shafter said. It wouldn't be a, a, a medley of quarterbacks they were considering, it seems, if they were so worried about the uh, Patriots jumping them for Mac Jones. That means Mac Jones was front and center, right? Yeah,
2: Well, and, and, and I don't understand the logic behind it. I don't either. It, it, it doesn't make any so- like I don't know who where this is coming from, but it almost feels like... Like maybe they're trying to, you know, cover up in case Mac Jones is good, we want to get the narrative oh. out there that we also identified Mac Jones as a potential star in this league. Like they're they're so concerned yeah. about it. But I think that makes it look
1: worse. Yeah. I think it, it, yeah. the report doesn't make sense. The the logic well, doesn't make any sense. Here's what it is. I think what it is is and, and this is something else Lombardi was saying today, is his understanding is that Kyle Shanahan and his dad, who had a big, Mike had a big influence on this decision, they both wanted Mac Jones. And that everyone else in the organization didn't. And as the weeks went by, because what I said on air was, nothing makes sense about what happened unless they really thought they were going to take Mac Jones and then they had a late change of heart. That, uh, correct or not, McKenzie? Well, yeah. That's is that what I said or not? hundred Okay. And now I think what we're seeing is Shanahan's are probably getting it out there. Hey, this was someone else's call, which I, I think it makes him look weak too. If you're the decision maker, how can you really blame someone else? But you know what makes me sure this, Jonas, that this is something? Schefter's doubling down on his original reporting. Because yeah. of all of the stories of the last year, the one he missed on was this one. And for him to want to double down and bring it back up means he really believes what he's reporting now, I think.
2: And this is also not the first time this has happened with the Shanahan's. You remember RG three was the pick of Dan Snyder, the same draft they took Kirk cousins in the fourth. And, and so that, w- that the feeling was the Shanahan's really liked Kirk cousins. Yeah. And it was, that had their right the owner wanted RG three, yes. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do this. We're going to take our uh, final break. When we come back, mackenzie's gonna defend cousin kyle and a best bet a best bet in monday night football from aj hoffman
2: that's coming up next he's rj bell i'm jonas knox this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on fox sports radio
1: straight out of vegas!
2: be
0: sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific
2: dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan
0: Byer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
2: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And, R.J., we've got Monday Night Football kicking off right around the corner from you guys there in studio. And it'll be the Raiders playing host to the Baltimore Ravens coming up less than two hours from now. And right now on Pregame.com, it is Baltimore, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. A.J.
1: Hoffman, college football aficionado. He's pretty darn good. In the NFL, too, he's got the best bet on the game.
2: Come on, baby, $80,000.
1: <laughs> AJ, go. I'm going to go
0: with the under in the game tonight, under 50 and a half. I think when you look at the Ravens, the, the pileup of these injuries at running back, for a team that runs the football significantly more than anybody else in the league has got to take a toll at some point. And we've talked a lot all offseason about the Raiders. The big sweeping changes on the offensive line. And I don't think that these offensive line moves are going to be helpful to them. So I think that you, when you've got two teams with massive transitions in their offense, I think you're going to see a low-scoring game. So I like under 50.5 in Monday Night Football tonight.
1: OK, so the Raiders transition on the offensive line. Uh, the Ravens due to the injuries. yes. now, who's going to be the main running back tonight for the Ravens?
0: it, it looks it looks like and I, I honestly don't know. I, I mean I don't know if they if they get, they have announced today who it's going to be, but I, I think that it's Tyson Jones is going to be the, the guy. Or Tyson Williams. Tyson yeah. Williams, yeah, is going to be the, the the number one back tonight and he was
1: started the season as number three or four on the depth chart. He, here's what I would say. I Listen, a lot of sharp people like the Raiders here. Lines dropping. I like the Ravens. I'm not going to make it an official pick because I'm just bucking too many people here. And why do that, right? You don't have to play. Remember, the bookie gives you a lot of advantages. He gets his minus 110, and that is tough to overcome. Tough, tough, tough. But you've got to take advantage of the advantages you got. And one of them is you don't have to play every game. It doesn't matter if it's on Monday night. You can play props, whatever. I tend to like the under. I'm probably not going to bet it. If I did, it was for pizza. But I certainly like it more than the over. I agree with you. Here's my concern. As long as the running back knows the plays. Because what you've seen in the past is a team will lose a couple running backs late in the year. Steelers had this happen once. They went in the playoffs. They get a guy off the street. And it's like you can't teach him the playbook in a week. But if this guy was on the Ravens, if the back it's going to get to carries was on the Ravens stat or team, he knows the playbook. You know what? A lot of these third-string backs are almost as good as the first string. I mean, there's a plethora of running backs out there. So I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm saying I, I think that's the reason I also like the Ravens a little bit is I think that this running back stuff is oversold. And you know what? We don't know what kind of home field. That uh, the Raiders are going to have. Last year there wasn't fans. How, how many of them are going to be Raiders fans and how many are going to be the other team's fans? Because if there's any time to make a trip to see a road game, isn't it here? So to, to Vegas. One last thought and we'll get Jonas's thoughts is Lamar Jackson over under rushing yards, 74 and a half. McKenzie, do we have a sense of what his average was you know, last year? Yeah, right under 70. So there's been a five-yard adjustment upwards. I like the over. I'm going to make a pizza bet on the over. If they are, they're going to run the ball just as much, probably Lamar holds the ball more often is what I'm thinking. And he'd like to have a big showing on Monday Night Football. Jonas, what do you think about the game?
2: Yeah, and that's what that was going to be my question to you guys. Do you look at Lamar Jackson's over under rushing yards? He was their leading rusher last year by a couple hundred yards. So even though they lost the running backs that they did, he's still the guy they depend on to get yards in the backfield uh, when, it, when it comes to using his legs. And I wondered uh, where that
1: was set at. Last time on Monday Night Football for Lamar, he was in the bathroom for lot of the game so might be a little redemption there in order okay so we were talking about the 49ers we're not going to have time to get the PR statement from the Shanahan family that McKenzie's the mouthpiece for we'll get that tomorrow but I do think this is an interesting question to ask yourself and we'll talk about it tomorrow if there was a redraft after one game who goes Trey Lance or Mac Jones of the 49ers. And I'm interested to see the people that say Trey Lance because I think those people are very stubborn because Mac Jones had the best, I thought, showing first week of the season.
2: Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone, dealing with a dead battery. Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. We are straight out of Vegas. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!